If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Listen, if you don't think that what I'm doing right now is probably the hardest thing that I've ever done, and if you don't think that three times a day I throw my hands up and I'm ready to say, you know what, this believe me, and the amount of people that I have gunning at me right now is insane. It's insane. But here we are. This is our, what, fifth fight? We pulled off our fifth fight. No other sports are going right now but us. Well, that's not totally true. Dana White. uh... (laughs) Easy, Brent. (laughs) He's a friend of the show. what he said, yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you want to come back on here and rip the media again? Sure. <laughs> what, Why not? What, what's, what's his problem? What was he asked here? Like, what, oh, what's, dude, he went off, man. Is he so, getting hammered for hosting another event or not Not strict enough testing? What, what's no, it No, so, right, I mean, there's a lot of things. Um, it's kind of a snowball effect, but mostly the, the dialogue now is the fighter pay. Okay, because, because of John Jones, John Jones, Conor McGregor now and Jorge Masvidal. Conor McGregor said so he's retired now. Hum- hey, hey. <laughs> like I just said, there was big news over the weekend. Yeah. Oh, is that what we're gonna talk about? Jake wore six feet apart in the locker room and, John, and uh, Conor McGregor retiring. <laughs> but anyway, so and John Jones and Jorge Masvidal as well. So he's been obviously getting, um, you know, just marinated in that type of question, and he can't stand it because his argument is like, listen, we're going through a pandemic right now. We're trying to do our best. I can't control how much John Jones makes. He he signed the contract. I can't control how much Jorge Masvidal makes. He signs the contract. So he's been very outspoken to the media for trying to push the narrative right now that UFC fighters don't make that much money. So that brings me to the big news of the weekend. Conor I mean, McGregor. seriously, he's one of the big stars in, in the world is Conor McGregor, and he retires, like, quietly. It's not, he's not, I mean, he's not retiring. Is this the second time he threatened to retire? Number three. Third time. Yep. Go for the turkey, if you will. The retirement turkey. So is it all about the money? I mean, he, doesn't he get paid a, a ton? Doesn't isn't he's oh, a, no. isn't he the one that benefits? Con, Conor McGregor's the outlier. Okay, Conor McGregor is the one percent, and he does very well for himself in terms of how much money he generates with the UFC or in a boxing match. He's fine with that. What he said is that he's kind of bored. You know, like the the landscape of MMA right now, like the fights that are out there for him, he just doesn't feel too confident to make. Now, once again, it begs the question. Is this the boy who cried wolf, or is he being serious right now? Listen, when he announced, and obviously I watched you know, the UFC 250 um, on Saturday night. I was following all the tweets and everything like that. There's a reason why I didn't even give myself the time of day to comment on Conor McGregor retiring. Because he's not, he's not retiring. All right? that, that's not, that, not going to happen. Okay, Because Conor McGregor is this larger-than-life guy. All right? He's almost like the Ric Flair of MMA, if you will. No, don't get me wrong. He has the skill set to back it up. And that's always going to be there. But he's this loud, outspoken, this stylish, this brash type of dude. And for the guy to post a picture of his mom and said, hey, go ahead and buy any house that you want. I'm going to retire. Not buying it. Not buying it whatsoever. Not buying it. You shouldn't be selling it. It's funny thing in, in uh, fighting. Uh, MMA is a little bit like this. Boxing, I felt like, used to always be like this. Mm-hmm. And maybe it does transcend to other sports and we just don't see it a lot because people know their window is so small that they just play 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 get paid 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 and and they don't do this stuff but it's it's almost like 
in a sense, wrestling where it's scripted mm -hmm. to be. And that's what these feel like. It's yeah. like Conor McGregor saying I'm retired for however many times. And now when he comes back, yeah. you know, and maybe they're setting up to, to fight Mayweather because Mayweather tweeted his thing again, yeah. you know, about uh, kicking his butt and then boxing. And yeah. he said that you can fight Tyson. You know, it just feels so. And that's fine. It's part of the game. It's mm -hmm. promotion and, and all that stuff. But it just doesn't seem to happen in other sports. Like, I feel like maybe we should just. Say we're going to retire for the next couple of months <laughs> and then come back in September. Like, are we big that, enough to do that? That or me and you stage a fight like we saw in, in Atlanta. I'm sorry. We saw in um, Miami, Miami. And then we come back, you know, and try to sell the, so the like, show. So, like, I'm the video. Like, you knock me out. Yep. Right? And we got video. <laughs> and say, I'm done with this. Right? I'm out of here. And, yeah. and for the next... Two months since there's really not much going on. We just go away, and then when football comes back in the fall, yeah, yeah. we jump back in, and, and uh, let's hopefully it's a big local story. No, so, so here's the thing. Here's what's going to happen, Brent. So we're, we're going to get in a fight, and it's probably going to be about Kyler Murray taking on Big Ben. I don't know, something like that, all right? Um, we get in a fight. It gets physical. Um, not going to lie. You probably, probably got to take one for the team. Okay, okay. this is scripted. <laughs> all right, I'm telling you right now. If your head goes through the the, the the monitor here, goes through the window, it's for the greater good. It is okay? true. So keep in mind for the greater good. I mean, look at the so, hair. I mean, exactly. I've already taken one for the yeah. team. Haven't so, got a haircut in three and a half months. So so you you go out, all right, and, and, and you're you're out now. You're like, I quit. I'm over it. I'm in the hospital. We don't know what happened, Brent Marno, and it's my show now. Okay, I'm playing the heel. Here's what's gonna happen. Since you're off the show, guess what? Golf. See you later. NASCAR. <laughs> see you. And it's going to be nothing but anime, music, and the occasional MMA with some NFL, okay? Now, let's be honest. The ratings are going to tank. Everyone's going to be like, Austin Lane's ruining the show. Austin Lane is killing the show. He's the biggest disgrace in Jacksonville media of all time. Where's Brent Martin? No, Brent just left the show. He got hurt. He's not coming back. Three weeks later, Brent. Three weeks later on, on a Friday. Get ready for the weekend, okay? Slow news day. Three weeks later, you come back to the studio with a chair. All right, and I don't see you coming, and you take me out. And you said, I'm reclaiming ESPN 690. We're talking all the golf that you guys can handle. We got football. We got NASCAR. We'll throw some soccer in there if you want it, and let's go. And that's how we get the views. I love it, man. Yeah. Uh, good script, especially the chair part. And uh, I, I don't know why Tony Khan doesn't hire you. Right? Uh, right? I mean, <laughs> it sells itself. It sells itself, I'm going to find out how big a star I am in this town. <laughs> Can you imagine the hashtags? Bring back Brent or something while he's in the hospital all cooped up. I definitely want uh, somehow for you to put like Brent through the table here. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. We can make it work. But I guess the question is, well, how does Coos come into this? Because Coos got to either come out the good guy or the bad guy. That's the whole point of this whole thing. Are you neutral? Am I the one that like sets it up neutral. to confuse you guys, and then you—that's what creates the uh, the tension. Coos is the hero that's been in communicate with Brent Marno the whole time, trying to get him back on the show and going behind my back. Uh, he, he acts like he's my friend, and all of a sudden, whoop, turn, and here comes Brent Marno, and you guys both gang up on me, and I'll take one for the team. So, <laughs> is what's what is the end game for McGregor then? Yeah, what is he playing this up for? What is well, it? Is it for the good of the? The John Joneses and everybody else, and for the sport see, to say, hey, give them more money. They deserve more money. I know I'm making my check. Is he taking one for the team a little see, bit? This is the crazy thing, right? Because if we saw this in the NBA or we saw this in the NFL, well, that's what the union's for. Okay? UFC doesn't have a union because yeah. they're all private contractors. So essentially, it's each guy doing his own thing. But what you essentially have now, Brent, is you have three of the biggest names in the UFC that are saying, I don't want to fight anymore. Whether it's Conor McGregor, John Jones, or Jorge Masvidal. 
And the interesting thing with the Hori Mazdal situation, we saw it in Miami. Okay, we saw Hori Mazdal go after Kamara Usman. Now, it doesn't really matter to me because I follow the sport obviously with a, with a microscope. But to you, you're you're the casual MMA fan here, right? I kind of told you who Hori Mazdal was a little yep. bit. You know who he is. But when you saw that altercation, I, I, I'm not talking about the behind the scenes. I'm just saying that altercation in general. Did that do anything for you whatsoever? Not really. Yeah, exactly. And that's my point. The whole reason for the altercation in Miami was to try to build up like yeah. the hype. Like, all right, these two guys want to kill each other. They got in a fight at Radio Row. And guess what? People weren't buying into it. So we always talk about the Conor McGregor's. We talk about the entertainment era, if you will. You know, like putting on, you know, these kind of scripts a little bit to try to boost up the, you know, the ratings and try to boost up the hype a little bit. Those days are fading away now. For whatever reason, people aren't buying into it anymore. Okay, and it's a problem for the UFC because now Jorge Masvidal is realizing, listen, I'm a big name, but Kamar Usman, he's a big name too. He's the champ, but nobody knows who he is because he's a very just quiet and reserved kind of guy. Okay, we talk about John Jones. John Jones should have been the biggest star ever in, in mixed martial arts, hands down, probably the greatest fighter of all time from a skill set. But the problem is that he sabotaged himself. He kept on getting arrested, and sponsorships dropped him. So now John Jones is to the point where he can't sell a fight. Sure, he has the skill set, and he has the tools to knock people out or to put on these great performances, but I'm saying that the mic skills, the, the hype to a fight, he doesn't have it. Yeah, and so, the, the rap sheet says, uh, yeah. for my casual fan, I don't want to watch this guy. Exactly. Right. So it, it is a problem right now, and... Listen, I, I, I mean, I wish I knew how to solve it because I would have the UFC hire me and I'd fix it for him. But I don't know how you're going to solve this situation. I guess it's going to come down to the, the fighters need to make more money, you know, and we'll see what happens. And, and I that. get that part. I, yeah. I mean, I think there is a bit of that. I mean, heck, we've even talked about that in the wrestling world, right? Sure. Uh, WWE, Vince McMahon, and, and uh, I think that's why Tony and, and AEW have done a really good job mm-hmm. and have the chance or a window of opportunity because of how they treat wrestlers versus maybe wwe well it's not really no different in that regard especially when you're talking about individual contractors uh and not a a union but there's one thing that always interests me in sports and i understand you always strive for greatness Mm -hmm. and you always strive to be bigger better than you are and and that next step Mm -hmm. and it's always impressed me with guys like tom brady who still want to go after it even though they've already reached that pinnacle so many times you know uh but i say this with We measure everything against the NFL. Mm -hmm. Like uh, baseball is not what it used to be. NASCAR, not what it used to be. Uh, You know, whatever it is. And and we say those things and we're like, well, they must be a failure then. Like, I don't really think so. I think NASCAR, they need to find their way. But when they're running and, and things are pretty good and they get this next level of this next batch of stars, if you will, they'll be fine. They still make money. They're a good business. It's a good sport. It's got its fan base that's very uh, hardcore. Mm-hmm. And it's a good amount of fans. Now, is it way it used to be at its peak? Probably not. Is it ever going to catch the NFL? No. But sometimes that's okay. Like, And I think that's what you're getting into here a little bit with the yeah. UFC and MMA. It's like you have to find out where your peak is, mm-hmm. but it's okay to have a good product and you know who you are and you're never going to catch the NBA, Major League Baseball, and NFL. Now, I could be wrong. You don't, you don't know if you don't try, so I don't mind the effort. But it's like that business that could actually – you're like, why don't they have more of these? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, maybe they don't want to. Maybe they are pretty satisfied making what they make, doing what they do with three locations instead of trying to expand to 60 locations. They know who they are. They know what they want. 
And I think you can still be highly successful at that in business and in sports as, a, as an organization, knowing that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you completely. And I guess, you know, to sum it all up, I mean, do I think Conor McGregor's done? Absolutely not. Because granted, Conor McGregor, when his last fight, he beat Cowboy Cerrone, and it's always good to go out on top. But to me, I think... You know, there's a lot of fights that still make sense. Obviously, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor 3, I mean, could happen because right now it's one and one, and that would be a great fight. And let's be honest here. Conor McGregor doesn't need the money, okay? Right now we're just talking about Conor McGregor and his legacy. We're talking about Conor McGregor of being one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. And I think that, you know, through through all the facade and, and through all the, you know, the – you know, the, the pomp and circumstance and all the swagger and all everything like that, he still cares about how his name's going to be remembered 10 years from now. And are we talking about Conor McGregor the fighter or Conor McGregor the entertainer? And I think he still cares about being Conor McGregor the fighter. So with that being says, uh, said, I'm not going to be surprised if he fights Nate Diaz again, if he tries to fight Khabib again, but I don't think Conor McGregor's done, not even by a long shot. All right, uh, sports does come back to Jacksonville this week, and it's uh, in the form of golf. PGA Tour will be in Texas at the Colonial. Uh, meanwhile, golf here is the Corn Ferry Tour, which is the minor league system of the PGA Tour, if you will. And there are some decent names and, and uh, some local guys. It's going to take place at the stadium, well, at TPC Sawgrass, not at the stadium course, where the Players' Championship kind of helped put this whole coronavirus and pandemic on hold when mm-hmm. it comes to sports. It'll be at Dyes Valley. Uh, taking place Thursday through Sunday. So sports is back. And then next week, by the way, it'll be at World Golf Village. So a back-to-backer. We may have uh, one or two of the golfers on this week. Nice. But sports is back. I mean, yeah. does it feel that way here close to home? Is there a sense of reality uh, or normalcy a little bit uh, in your life, uh, yeah. in our lives? I don't know. I'm different because I have the kids playing ball right now. And so it feels like that's what we would be doing. Sure. Uh, Friday, I went and covered the protest. It was, that was unique. That was the first time I went and covered something. Like I didn't go to the UFC fights. Marcel yeah. went. That was the first time I went and covered an event like outside my house <laughs> yeah. and outside this radio station. Since March, yeah, did you, since you, the Players' Championship. Did you remember how to do it? Uh, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Just, yeah. Just, like, just like riding a bike. Um, but but now sports. this week we cover, like, we'll cover this golf event, and yeah. sports are back. Uh, are, are we in Jacksonville? I understand different parts of the country are, have responded and reacted differently, um, but do we feel like there's even a pandemic going on anymore now that sports See, feels like it's coming back? Sports are back, Brent, but I still need those team sports. I still need a baseball, an NHL, or an NBA, right? Because, listen, it's great that golf and NASCAR and even MMA are back, right? But those are individual sports, let's just say. I get there's teams around everybody, but there's, they're individual sports. So it's hard to be like, you know, yeah, you have your favorite golfers, you have your favorite fighters, things like that. But to me, what makes sports so great, it, it's the teams that you grew up with. It's the teams where you're from, right? Like, for me, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Milwaukee Bucks, like, I need to feel like I can talk um, smack to a Cubs fan or to a Cardinals fan. And right now, I don't have that. Sure, I can be a Tiger Woods fan. Who am I talking smack to? Maybe a Phil Mickelson fan? Yeah, it doesn't have the same cachet, if you will. So, sports are starting to come back, but I, I, I need that. I need that brother. I need that camaraderie. I need to. I need to have a team to cheer for. I need to have a city to cheer for. And right now, I don't have that. Yeah, interestingly enough, uh, by the way, sports are not back at the baseball grounds <laughs> and one to one Financial Park, uh, Bragan uh, Field. It's got a lot of names over there yeah, <laughs> for the Jacksonville Jumbo yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not sure. I, I don't think. I, nobody will say this just yet. 
I don't think they're having minor league baseball. I mean, yeah. we're we're having a hard enough time getting major league baseball. Minor league baseball. Keep in mind, we're at June what? Uh, June eighth. June eighth. So. <laughs> Even if minor league baseball, let's just say, which is impossible, it's going to happen, came back next week. Okay. You'd only have six weeks left in that season. They 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 finish up by Labor Day. Yeah. Well, guess what? We are not having minor league baseball back next week. I I'm going to be stunned if there's a minor league baseball season, given what's happened. So many guys not getting checks and. Uh, just the timetable of this. We don't even know if Major League Baseball is happening. So I would think uh, that's not happening. But uh, as creative as they are, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, uh, they are having a thirsty like Thursday it. anyway without baseball <laughs> on like Thursday it. night, Let's 4 to 7, yeah. at the Tiki Terrace. Quick over it. You know, I was just thinking of that, Coos. I don't know if we're allowed right now. We're, we're kind of not doing any remotes or anything. This mm. would be a good remote. It's would be a fantastic uh, remote. I'll have to check, check into that. But admission is just 2 bucks. Get a free koozie. And, um, well, you can have some food and beverage. I like that. It's a good idea. Yeah, a couple basic beverages. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so, anyway, that's what's going on there. Major League Baseball, meanwhile, <laughs> the, the the reports are 76-game season. You know, I don't know if you ever did this because you never really – how much back and forth did you have in your contracts? Uh, or was it kind of – Contract. <laughs> you yeah. know, the NFL contract you're talking yeah. about? Um, well, but when you went to Kansas City or oh, Chicago, was there a, any kind hey, of back and forth? Hey, no. It's like, hey, can I come play for you guys? Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Here, I'll, I'll sign anything. Just give me a jersey and a helmet and let's go. Um, no, there's a little back and forth, obviously, when I was a rookie. Um, because, and you know, this, Brent, the landscape when you're a rookie – you have to wait for things to kind of fall in place. Yeah, it's a little pretty bit, slotted. Right? So yeah. yeah, so you kind of had to wait a little bit to see where it falls. But then once it kind of fell, um, you know, in the pay scale, it wasn't too hard. So nothing too crazy. Here's my point: if you've ever done a contract, a negotiation, this and Major League Baseball contract right now uh, with what they're trying to do with the players, it's it's like when you're in a contract negotiation and they take like. Uh, say money and and something else and they're like well we don't want to give you this we want to give you this so you go yeah. back and forth well then eventually they come back and they say okay we'll give you this and we'll give you this but it's the exact same thing it just looks a little different on a piece of paper yeah that's kind of what major league baseball's doing <laughs> they're just like yeah we'll prorate this and prorate this and we'll go to a 114 game season or a 48 game season or a 76 game season but it's really all the same yeah. we're really not going to pay you as much as you want to you want to be paid. Yeah, uh, that's the way it feels like. Uh, I do think the a lot of people don't think it's going to be a baseball season. I do, and I think the latest thing I saw from Passon at least last night. I think Buster only was like, I bet my farm that we don't play. I think I saw from Jeff Passon on uh, from that's, ESPN. It's more impressive than your house, by the way. Put a farm? D- depending on how many acres he has. True. Yeah. Uh, and I heard uh, that that tweet said he did have a farm. He really does have <laughs> one. Um, but Passon's tweet said he talked to a source inside Major League Baseball and said, we will have baseball. At the worst case scenario, we'll mandate a 48-game season. Yeah. And then it'll be interesting because grievances from the union. And I think if they have a 48-game season, I think you will see a bunch of guys sit out yeah. the year, I think. Uh, so there's a lot that still has to get done, and it's not getting done. And I told you this last week. We've come in three straight weeks, and I'm not even going to say it this week. It's a big week for baseball. It's a big week for baseball. It's a big week for baseball. Well, here we are a month Make later a now. Bite. Yeah, just We're about a month later, and uh, nothing's doing. So listen, Yeah, I mean, listen, man, and, and I don't want to get like all nostalgic here and trying to romance the game of baseball, if you will, but like when the, the, the phrase the love of the game. Okay, 
Not, not only is it a mediocre Kevin Costner movie about when he pitched on the Detroit Tigers, but to me, I think about baseball. Like, I think about, you know, one of your very first things that you do as a kid is you play catch in the backyard, you know, with a, with a parent or a friend. I mean, like, you always hear about just the passion of baseball and just the, the pureness of the sport and the apple pie and the Americana and all this type of stuff. And right now, baseball has a chance to do something special, I think. You know, like in a in a world that's that's obviously um, you know on tilt right now in a landscape with this COVID nineteen where a lot of things have been shut down. Like this is baseball's opportunity to stand by and say, you know what? It's always about the game. Now I understand, and I'm not naive. There's always going to be money involved, and there's going to be contracts, and there's going to be who gets what part of the pie. I get that. But, man, if you guys can't come together and figure something out for the love of the sport, then why should I care about it in the future? Yeah. Like, like baseball is hurting as it is already, all right? NFL is king. NBA is doing good. NHL, don't want to get into it and get frustrated. But, like, Major League Baseball, I think it's suffering right now. And they act like they don't even care. So if they don't care, then why should I care? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to care about it because I love my Milwaukee Brewers and I always will. But, like, why should I be so invested? Why should I spend the money on the, you know, the, like, the Major League Baseball extra innings on uh, my Saturday? Why should I buy XM Radio here every single Brewer game? Why should I even care anymore? Because they don't care. And I think it's messed up. How about this? So there are some really – there's some new information. I'm talking the last three minutes here. Okay. Like Breaking so, news. So uh, here it is on uh, Jeff Passan. On his Twitter, ESPN has obtained a copy of MLB's proposal today to the players. Here are the pertinent details. There's going to be a lot of numbers. 76-game season, uh, this total compensation pool, which would be 75% of the full prorated salary over 76 games, up to eight playoff teams per league Hmm. at MLB's discretion. So I guess almost like the NBA did, where they could kind of decide if some teams are worthy of being in okay. or not. I mean, that's okay. why it kind of I like that because like. the NL Central is very competitive this year. I like <laughs> that a lot. Uh, Passon goes on to say, no qualifying offer for 2020. Teams that lose free agents receive draft picks for players who sign multi-year deals at $35 million plus or one-year deals at $17.8 million plus. Teams that sign those free agents do not lose draft picks. Spring training 2.0 lasts 21-plus days. Season starts July 10th and September 27th. If the season is going to start July 10th and 21-plus days of spring training, they better sign this thing like tomorrow. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, man. (laughs) I mean, they basically got a week to figure that out along those parameters. Yeah, it's a lot of language there. There's a lot more going on here, okay? Uh, $1.4 billion is, is at stake. 50% 50% of prorated salaries over 76 games, payment to players if postseason happens. And what's happened is they've really upped the amount of prorated money based on the playoffs. So it's like if you like get it. in, there's a bigger pool of money to get. Okay. Uh, bonus pool for postseason teams to split mm-hmm. up. Uh, forgiveness on $170 million in advance. There's some of this lingo I don't just even understand. It's a lot of numbers. <laughs> but that, that is Jeff Passan has it all out. And then Bob Nightingale. Uh, who covers Major League Baseball for USA Today, says, in the MLB proposal, any player can opt out of the season if he chooses. The ones who opt out because they are high risk will receive their pay and service time. Really? That's kind of defeating the purpose, right? You can opt out any time? Like, why would you want to play that? That's what I'm saying. Like, so you can get your pay and your service... And opt out, according to Bob Nightingale. Hey, I mean, 
Once again, if I'm on a competitive team, then I'm playing. But yep. if, if I'm on, like, the Baltimore Orioles, give me my paycheck, I'm going to Vegas. See you guys later. But let me say this. Does this Is this part of it from Major League Baseball, just, just this part of it, where you can opt out? Is Are they basically saying, hey, don't you can opt not to play at your own risk, but get ready for the backlash. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with good that. Good luck with that. Because fans are going to be like, what do you mean, Mike Trout, you're not playing? Yeah. What do you mean you're not playing? Like, I get it. It's not worth for you to play, but uh, I want to see you play. Listen, but here's the problem with that, though, Brent. So essentially what you're saying is... And by the way, Mike Trout hasn't said anything on it. I'm just... Yeah, don't, don't, don't put that on Mike Trout. Come on. He's, he's, he's like the golden boy of uh, Major League Baseball. I see what you're saying here. And they're essentially putting... The MLB is pushing the players all in. And they're saying, you're going you're gonna to call us or not. The problem with that, though, is when you have kind of that, you know mentality where it's like if one player does it well then do players follow suit and all of a sudden your house of cards comes crumbling down so i get what the mlb is trying to do and say all right then go ahead and see what happens but if you know if more than one big name player does it well then you're gonna have a mess on your hands so to me i wouldn't even give them the option yeah it'd be interesting to see uh, what happens uh, when it comes to major league baseball that is new in the last five minutes uh some of those thoughts from uh, some of the guys that cover uh, Major League Baseball on a regular basis, uh, and it gets really deep into the weeds when it comes to the numbers. But uh, the other thing from uh, Nightingale earlier today is MLB Players Association considered the latest offer that included the 76-game season a step backwards. So it does feel like they're dancing in circles here. Yeah. Uh, but they're also at least throwing things out there which make me believe they're fake, faking it and trying yeah. Well, listen, it's better whether, than nothing. They're, whether they're faking and trying or doing something about it, uh, thanks, th- thanks for trying. You know, thanks for th- thanks for taking the game of baseball a little seriously. <laughs> thanks for making me believe that you guys actually give a darn because Lord knows I do. So I don't know. We'll see what comes of it. But good job and effort, guys. Yeah, we'll see uh, what happens with Major League Baseball. That's the latest in the last uh, five minutes. When we come back, we know the NBA's come back. They've already agreed to that. Give me a sleeper team. Coos, we don't need you to wake up and, and, and be around for this thing. I thought you were eating Fun Dip over there, too. What were you? Oh, it's Ruffles? Driving Dish that Podcast. Ain't, hey, that ain't part of the diet, though. On a <laughs> Monday, too. Yeah, we, we ran out of protein today, so ruffles. I went with chips. We're some Ruffles. He's eating, he's eating Ruffles. I'm snitching all day. She knows diet. Brent, you, you have no space to talk. Eating those gummy bears and stuff you have in here sometimes, and those chips and salsa. What do you got over here today? Peanuts. Planners peanuts? I had a... Uh, Shake and peanuts. Have we established are peanuts actually good for you or not? No, I don't know if they're good for you. Yeah, I don't think they. I think they're like a safe. They're you know like cheating. So they're kind of like neutral. How salted like, are they? I guess they're like also Switzerland basically. But you know that I think I told you guys this once on the show before. My dad gave me this update like a couple months ago. Yeah. You know, honey roasted peanuts oh, yeah. are better than for you than actual peanuts. I know, it's crazy. Peanuts. That's that doesn't crazy. make sense. That's a conspiracy there. That does not make sense. Careful who you say that to, because it can rub some people the wrong what? way. Go read the back of the label. It says well, so. I don't want planners people after Sleeper us. teams when we come back on ESPN <laughs> 6 9. Peanuts coming for <laughs> I don't know that what I will call a casual basketball fan, who is not specifically an NBA fan, is going to want to tune into this unless there's some sort of added value. And I say that because I'm going to need some entertainment beyond just the basketball if you're all shacked up in Disney. I need those reality shows of what they're doing when they're not there. And I'm actually being serious about this. No, I, I need more coverage behind the scenes because it'll be as interesting how they do it as it is what they do. Clinton Yates from The Undefeated. Do you really need more than just sports right now? 
I mean, can we do one thing at a time, man? How about just play ball? I mean, I'd be okay with that. They want to go hide in their rooms after that. I don't need a reality show for that. I mean, I get the idea of it, but I don't need it. Maybe by, like, middle of August I'll need that. Yeah. But I doubt I will because then by then you have football and all this oh, other stuff. We're, we're going to have a full let's play, just, Brent. Let's just play ball. Let's just play ball. I like it. Uh, one uh, thing, Submarine Mike jumping in on this, and I appreciate him doing this. We read that about players having the chance to opt out. And I guess we kind of glossed through this one critical part. Uh, the key words in the opt-out clause says Submarine, clause, <laughs> says Submarine Mike, high risk. Meaning high risk for corona, diabetics, anyone uh, immune-suppressed player. Ah. So that makes a little more sense. Although I still don't know if our viewpoint is totally wrong on it because players could then – is there wiggle room for excuses? Uh, not excuse. That sounds wrong. But leniency Examples. for yeah. – all right, I think I'm a little more susceptible because, you know, what's the cutoff? You know, uh, and so the whole point of that, by the way, with Major League Baseball coming out, uh, the latest proposal is they said they would get their year of service. They would get paid even if they weren't allowed to play or able to play because of these high risk conditions. Uh, be interesting to see what those high risk conditions like uh, would be, um, although those make sense if you have coronavirus or or you are susceptible um, then uh, more susceptible than others to coronavirus. So thanks to uh, Submarine Mike uh, for that clarification because that was a big part of it. Because that would put a guy like maybe Mike Trout, you know, let's just say he's in great health mm-hmm. and uh, hasn't had any issues. Well, then he's got to play yep. or he's not going to get paid. Correct. Uh, so then that would be a big uh, part of it. Uh, the thing we uh, talked about here on the show uh, earlier and I wanted to get to, with the NBA firing back up in late July, which, again, seems like a lifetime away. It's still I'm having a hard time wrapping my arms around that at, at, you know, at least Major League Baseball has said, hey, if we can get to an agreement, they threw out some dates, apparently, like spring training would start in the next 10 days. Mm-hmm. Well, at least that, then I feel like something's happening. Uh, maybe uh, when the NBA goes to their camps and for a couple of weeks and, and starts r- bouncing the ball again, <laughs> I know they've been to their team facilities, but it just. It's not doing much for me. Yeah. So uh, this just seems so far off. Nonetheless, the Lakers and the Bucks are the two favorites to win the championship. Yes. That was the case before they stopped. Correct. I think that's the case still. Yeah. The Clippers are very much in, in that conversation. Yep. That's it, though, right? I mean, in terms of heavy favorites to win, that's the conversation. You go to Vegas real quick? to see? Those three teams. Go to Vegas real quick to see? I would agree with that, yes. So, yes, you have good other good teams. Toronto. The Celtics, could the Sixers get back and play? They're healthy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those teams, I'm not saying they can't win. The question is, who would you pick as a sleeper to make noise? You know, in what essentially now has been a two-and-a-half, three-month, by the time they play almost four-month respite, whether that means rust, whether that means better health for some, who else would you put in the conversation and, and maybe roll the dice on? So to, to look at Vegas right now, there are three teams that are obviously the favorites. You have the Los Angeles Lakers coming in at plus 250, Milwaukee Bucks plus 250, Los Angeles Clippers plus 333. The next team that's favored to win is the Houston Rockets plus 1,300. So there's, so there's distinct a distinct uh, Yeah, there's a, an aggressive drop-off after the Los Angeles Clippers. Where are the Nuggets at if, it, if they have them on there? Plus 3,000. They're kind of in the middle of the pack. I'm honestly surprised because they're my sleeper team. Keep going. 
just so we get an idea. All right. What else you have? Welcome to betting hour with Austin Lane. All right. So we got Rockets plus 1,300, Boston Celtics plus 2,000, Toronto Raptors plus 2,200, Philadelphia 76ers plus 2,800, Denver Nuggets plus 3,000, Miami Heat plus 3,000, Utah Jazz plus 3,300, Dallas Mavericks plus 4,000, Brooklyn Nets plus 8,000, Oklahoma City plus 10,000, and so on and so Go on. Go get it, Billy D. Um... I guess one that can stand out because now he's back, Zion Williamson, back for the Pelicans, plus 12,500 <laughs> to win the championship. That'd be something. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, so there you go. Your, your, uh, your sleeper's good. That's good. That's like a that's a good pick. Three, I mean, you look three, at the record, they were, they were one game back from the Clippers. And and I think that makes them three or four back from the Lakers. Like, they are and have been a really dominant team past two years so maybe some extra rest helps them you guys watch this uh, much more than i do on a night in night out basis but you know how some teams in all sports are built for the regular season some are built for the postseason mm-hmm. is there someone like that you know that we're not thinking about it's like hey if you get in no matter where you get in look yeah. out they're dangerous well i mean we we had the debate that i thought in terms of eighth seed, who would actually have a chance to maybe even get a game from the Lakers? I don't think it's it's one of those like you can actually win. Yeah, yeah. But I thought the Portland Trailblazers would be the best to actually potentially get a game because of Damian Lillard and the experience compared to the Grizzlies or the Pelicans. And and now with Aldridge, um, no, nah, I'm I'm just kind of wrote the Spurs off honestly. So For so sure. you're basically saying if you're in that six seven eight hole, you really don't have a chance. Well, I, yeah. yeah. See, but that's where I disagree. That's why because my sleeper is the Mavericks. I think the Dallas Mavericks with Porzingis, listen, Porzingis was brought there for a reason. And to start out the season, he was struggling a little bit. Like, he didn't really find that rhythm playing with Luka. But if you remember towards the end of, like, you know, before COVID-19 hit, Porzingis was playing very well. And they call him the unicorn for a reason. Like, when, when he's on, he's a very hard guy to figure out. And I think when you add Luka Donich, which is one of, you know, I think the, the best point guards right now in the entire NBA, I think you have a super dynamic offense that can take on a team like the Clippers, you know, assuming that the matter should be like the 8 or 7 seed. I think they can um, at least make things interesting. So I have one sleeper from each side. I got the Mavericks from the West, and then obviously my sleeper from the East. It's not really a sleeper, but I think the Celtics can make some noise as well. Well, I think it counts as a sleeper in this discussion because, sure. again, people think there are three teams that can win it. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I thought the Miami Heat were kind of – I know they've had a very nice season. I thought they were a little high on the, the Vegas board. I, I was – the team I was thinking of uh, before you listed off the um, the odds, odds was Utah. Okay. And Plus I guess 3, they, but they kind of fall in that Denver category, right? Correct. I mean, uh, do they have enough? I see. I I almost put Denver as almost close to the tier with the Clippers, Lakers, and Bucks. I would say they are the next the next one there in my list if I had to tier it. Um, and then right below them would be the Utah Jazz. I just it would there's be something, something about the right? Jazz that makes me a little nervous. Wouldn't it be so, wild like if somehow like Utah goes on a run because even mind it was Rudy Gobert yeah. Yeah. that kind of really stopped the sports world. You know, yeah. that kind of got it going. It was the tipping point, and Utah goes on. Well, a if run. they do that, us is going to learn all about Joe Ingles then. Oh, I know. <laughs> we have to remember too here is like how do we approach this because we've never really seen this before. Like, are we going to shift more towards the defensive-oriented teams that are going to be more successful? Or is it going to be like the offensive juggernauts like the Houston Rockets? Because one side could say, well, they've had a lot of time off, so the offense could look kind of sloppy, right? Well, the offense could be kind of hurting a little bit. So does that 
kind of improve for a little bit of a defensive-minded team who plays and, kind of that tough and dirty defense. And that side of the argument, you would you could also go back to James Harden specifically, where he's kind of fizzled out the past few years in the playoffs, and maybe having a month or two to rest uh, does give him that extra ability to kind of push through this sure. time. I'm glad you uh, said that because I was thinking we're not talking about Houston. I mean, yeah. does, does Houston have it? Can they can they do it? I mean, it, the last two years we've <laughs> talked about Houston. Maybe be in the team. I mean, yeah. they, they, like there are a lot of people that thought they could do it. Have it is it just because they haven't been able to show it? Uh, Harden hasn't been clutch enough. Yeah. Hasn't been able to deliver that. People have just kind of lost hope on Houston. No, I think I think people, and maybe from a glance, right? You look over, you see them in the sixty. But then again, you look at the the actual win loss record. They had forty wins, which you know, one more extra win gets them in in. Fourth place. Yeah, third place. yeah. It's, it's so bunched up. Yeah, yeah it's so bunched. Up. So therefore, a six seed could. Yeah, like, yeah. they're, yeah, the, very they're much. the lowest seed that probably could win it all. See, I'm. Yeah, but I would say also for Austin's argument, the the Mavericks are also forty wins right now. Yeah. So maybe even the seventh seed. My only argument. They can't win it. Uh, <laughs> first of all, who are your sleepers? I took Utah. Oh, Utah got. No. <laughs> Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> They're a sleeper for a reason. <laughs> so are the Mavericks. So don't make fun of my pick. But I'm going to say this about the Rockets right now. I think overall people are kind of surprised how well Russell Westbrook and James Harden have meshed so far. Now, you have to keep in mind, though, playoff James Harden is different than regular season James Harden. Playoff Russell Westbrook is different than regular season Russell Westbrook because when it comes down to it, each guy wants the ball in his hand and try to carry his team. And I'm not sure how that's going to coexist, you know, depending on how these series shake out here. But I just wonder, like, once the heat gets turned up a little bit and obviously the stars have to come to the forefront and lead their teams, exactly how is it going to work in this kind of offense? I'm not sure. Given the uh, load management phrase of the NBA, but given something you just said about Harden, who benefits the most from the layoff is is it's going to be a question people will talk about. Yeah. But but seriously, thinking it comes, you bring up two players. I think LeBron comes to mind, and I think uh, Harden does come to mind. I mean, he, he get there's so much on him, and obviously there's a bunch on LeBron, but also you factor in age, 35 years old, 17 seasons, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, are we missing anybody? I mean, I know you could make the case for a lot of different guys, but is there like Giannis? Well, he's a young guy. Feels no, like he can play thing, forever, though. right? So I think overall, though, it could probably benefit the Milwaukee Bucks more than anybody, just because of the style of play that the Milwaukee Bucks play. Okay, keep in mind right now, seven of the eight defensive, like the highest defensive rated guys in the NBA, are from the Milwaukee Bucks. Seven of eight. In the NBA, defensive rated guys are on the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, you're hoping it shifts the defense then. Well, obviously. You know, you know, I mean, I'm a little biased here. But my point is, obviously, when you play the more, like, the grinding, even like the Memphis Grizzlies, like, they play a good style of grinding and playing good defense. Well, that can take a toll on you, especially during the season. Like, you can only do that for so long before your body breaks down. Now that you've had that break, now that you've had that time off to kind of recoup your body a little bit, you can go back to playing that aggressive defense. And now I get it, man. It's the playoffs and everybody plays a style of defense, and I understand that. But who you are is who you are, okay? The Houston Rockets are the Houston Rockets. They're not just going to all of a sudden play defense out of nowhere, okay? So, like, in terms of the defensive mind teams, kind of like the, the 76ers, too, because I agree with this as well. I mean, I think long teams that play good defense are going to benefit from this. Interesting. The NBA sleeper teams got a lot of time before they play a game and see what happens. Uh uh, Aldridge obviously being out changes a little bit of the dynamic uh, of of what could happen in Orlando, but it's coming up.
shortly enough. Some news in, uh, at least a report on ESPN, Dalvin Cook says he is no longer participating in any team-related activities until he receives what is determined to be a reasonable deal. Uh, apparently they talked last week but have no uh, future talks uh, in their plans. Cook has a uh, one-year, $1.3 million left on his deal. Mm. It's interesting when it comes to the running back spot. And especially a guy that had an ACL, but he True. also looks like he's very promising, <laughs> hey, right? He's in, he's a, he's a yeah. difference maker. Been great. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's been, he's, which cool. I always liked Alvin Cook at, at Florida State, and yeah. uh, he's a good one, no doubt about it. A couple other uh, football notes that, that we didn't really talk uh, about much today. Ken Riley uh, passed away. Do you believe Ken Riley? Did you see this story? He's, he was 72 years old. Lived in Jacksonville for a bit. Gene Fournette tweeted about him. I, I did not know that, uh, I think, for a decade. But Florida A&M, uh, Quarterback, coach, uh, not quarterback, coach, quarterback slash coach slash AD at one time for the Rattlers. Played 15 seasons for the Cincinnati Bengals, 65 interceptions. So he changed over to, when he made the NFL, to corner. I think it's fifth all time, man. He's not in the Hall of Fame. How can you be fifth all time? And not be in the Hall of Fame with 65 interceptions. That's a crime that, that he's not in. Obviously, you, if you're top five in any category in the NFL, you're eventually getting it or should be it. How, how many all pros did he get? I don't know. I don't have the okay. resume in front of me. I mean, me, I, can, I can look him up real quick. I mean, yeah, no, I understand, man. Fifth all time, and I'm sure the guys around him are probably in the Hall of Fame already. Let's be you honest. Think, yeah. Yeah. So, Who are the top five guys' interceptions all time? I mean, is Dion? Yeah. Woodson? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do, you, do you want me to look it up while you keep talking? <laughs> yeah, look it up. You, yeah, give yeah. it to me. Who else? Let's see who else would be on that list. Charles Woodson. Uh, how about Rod Woodson? Would he be on the list? How about Haynes, former corner out of uh, from the Oakland Raiders? Might have been the L.A. Raiders. Interception career time. leaders. We got Paul Krause, number one in 81 interceptions. Do you know who that guy is? Paul Krause. Paul, Paul Krause. Give me a little more on Paul Krause. <laughs> he played from 64 to 79 with two teams. Yeah. Played, uh, yep. Yeah, well, it's a young man show. Played for Washington and Minnesota. Hey, man, I'm not older than you are. Uh, Emlyn Tunnel, mm-hmm. number 279. I've heard of him. Okay, Rod Woodson. There we go. Whoa! And we're back! <laughs> ha! I can breathe. Okay. Woo! All right, Rod Thank Woodson goodness. coming in at number three. Uh, oh! Night Train Lane, number four. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Ken Riley, Charles Woodson, number five. They're, they're tied? Yep. At 65. Hey, I got two Ed of Reed, the guys in the top five. Ed Reed, number seven, uh, number eight. Ronnie Lott and Darren Sharper, surprisingly. Darren Sharper, number eight. Uh, so Ronnie Lott does not surprise me at all. It's interesting. Those guys from the safety position, uh, like Ed Reed, yeah. uh, with, well, in this day and age, you, you can get a lot more picks. But he, so, I was thinking cornerbacks, but more so. Where's Dion? Does it, is uh, he even, of course, he had less chances because they wouldn't throw his way. 24 with Ty Law. 24th all-time. 53. Isn't that wild? Like, if you took somebody, right? Yep. Say take, like, Ty. Yeah. Right? And he doesn't watch TV ever or whatever, doesn't know anything about it. I was like, hey, yeah, Ty. Uh, 24th all-time in interceptions for uh, Deion Sanders. And uh, I'd be like, he's the best guy ever. He'd be like, 24th all-time? What do you mean he's the best guy ever? Right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know what's crazy about Ken Riley here? That's really insane. So he played how many seasons here? 15, I think. 15 seasons. Never once was a pro bowler, was a first-team all-pro his last season. And then he retired. Wow. Only season he was all-pro. So he must have been like 36, 37 years old at that first time. First team, yeah. Uh, another football note, uh, Rache Caldwell uh, shot and killed in Tampa. Uh, former Gator, obviously seven-year vet in the NFL, played for uh, the Redskins, the Patriots, the Chargers. 
uh, one of the all-timers uh, at Florida. Steve Spurrier had nice words to say about him. Of course, the Caldwell family, a uh, big name in in, uh, in Gainesville when it comes to catching passes. Bubba Caldwell's brother is the all-time leading receiver in terms of receptions at Florida. So sad news for Shea Caldwell, who after his football career, I was reading up, uh, had some struggles anyway. Uh, but it was attempted uh, robbery in Tampa, uh, shot and killed uh, over the weekend. He was just 41 years old. So uh, some of the uh, news and notes out of the NFL. Uh, one other thing we really didn't spend a lot of time on, college football kind of is back. The fact that we, we use the word voluntary in, in quotes, I know, but the fact that kids are back on campus playing college, you know, at least working out, are you like – that conversation about floor, college football playing in the spring, college football maybe has to push back two months. You feel like it's a go? Yeah. I mean, yeah. in your mind. I, we have no idea. but mm-hmm. It feels like a go to me. Yeah, like high school football uh, over the weekend and, and late last week issued Duval County. They can get back to like conditioning and yeah. weightlifting and stuff. To me, it feels like, and we had Bobby Ramsey on, yeah. it's like, Fridays are going to happen. Like, it feels I don't know what it looks like. Sure. Same thing with college football. It feels like it's happening. It doesn't feel like it's happening next spring or anything like that. I, I, it's a foregone conclusion. Now, whether they can remain going, we'll see. But right now, all systems uh, yeah, go I, ahead. I don't even feel like there's a hiccup between now and then that could stop it from going on. What I wonder is the hiccup of maybe the second wave or whatever else, or what you brought up earlier on the show, and that would be, well, what if 25 guys on a team get it? Will that alarm everybody? Will everybody kind of peel back and say, whoa, yeah. you know, we can't do this? It'll be interesting. But I think uh, it feels like more than ever, and maybe because they're back on campus and, and working out, and maybe because my kids are playing softball and baseball now, I don't know, that uh, it doesn't feel like the football season's in jeopardy in any way. Yeah. Um, right now, at least uh, in my own mind. That'll do it for Monday. We'll do it again tomorrow, 3 o'clock here on ESPN 690. Thanks for hanging with us, and I'll see you on TV tonight, CBS 47 and Fox 30. At the Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo, some of our bottles can be remade in a whole new way, using 100% recycled plastic. New bottles using no new plastic, except the caps and labels. Learn more at madetoberemade.org.